Finance Presented by Say What Radio Hey y'all, it's your girl Star Washington and you are tuned in to a brand new episode of What the Finance. So guys, currently the world is hunkered down due to the coronavirus. My hearts and prayers go out to everyone who is stressed out, feeling anxious, worried about the future. I completely understand how you feel. I just want to know that I'm praying for everyone. I'm praying for the world. I definitely wish you peace that passes understanding. But um, while I'm semi-hunkered down, I'm not doing a whole lot of social stuff, but I'm a new business owner. Y'all, I can't believe it. A year from now, Lord says the same, a year from now, when I'm uber successful, I'll be able to say, I started a business and then one week later, the coronavirus hits. <laughs> so it has not been easy. It's definitely not been easy. I definitely have the same anxieties that many of you feel because as a business owner, no one takes care of me. No one is bailing me out. I don't have any sick time or vacation time. I have to go out and get it and make it do what it does. And it's definitely daunting but I have a lot of faith in God. I have a lot of faith in myself. And I know that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about today is the importance of one, washing your hands. Y'all, I'm tripping out at the fact that like it takes a pandemic for people to start practicing hand washing. I was looking at social media the other day and somebody was like, this is how we flush our toilets now with the coronavirus. And he picked up his leg and slammed down on the the toilet handle with his foot. I'm like, man, we been, I been doing, like, I thought we been flushing toilets like that, <laughs> like public toilets like that since like forever, since we had the strength to lift our legs, but you know, everybody wasn't raised the same. But y'all, I'm also seeing a lot of footage about how people who are living paycheck to paycheck are really suffering right now. They don't have the money to go buy a lot of food a lot of supplies. They don't have money to miss a couple days off of work. People who rely on tips can't make a lot of income right now because the restaurants and the bars are closed. This podcast is called What the Finance. And right now, with today's economy, with the coronavirus, that's a question a lot of people are asking, like, what the hell is going on with my finances? So the great thing about me being a life insurance broker is, you know, I service the senior market. 90% of my clients are over the age of 65. And I love talking to them because they tell me about their jobs, where they retired from. So many of these people retired from, quote, 
unquote good jobs. You know, they had 401ks, they had sick time, vacation time, they had what looked on paper as a comfortable living. But y'all, when you stop working, the income stops. And when you stop working, you only have social security. And that's what's available now. Who knows what will be available 20 years from now. But when you stop working, there is no more money. When you hear the term fixed income, it means that when Social Security says that your income is $1,100, that is all you're bringing in. You are not getting any more money but that $1,100. And guys, I see people that have an $1,100 income and their rent is 650 their water is a you know 50 their lights their gas their food it is tough it is tough and it's not because they weren't hard workers it's not because they didn't work every single day it's because they didn't diversify if you have to be honest most of us you know i no longer have a 401k because i'm not in traditional employment but most of us if we have to be honest we don't put what we need to put in our 401ks like We think we're doing so well, but we have to think that if all we have is Social Security and 401k, that's all you'll be getting after you retire. After you retire and dollars $50,000, guys, that runs out quickly. That runs out quickly. So many medications aren't covered. Like I know so many people who spend the bulk of their check on medications. One of my clients, she's only 58 years old. I'm 39. That's not even 20 years older than me, y'all. 20 years goes by fast. I remember 19 like the back of my hand. 20 years is nothing. But anyway, she's type 1 diabetic. She has to have a $68 glucose monitor. Her income is like $1,200. That's a huge portion of your check just for something to help keep you alive. So I have learned more than ever before. And I've been saying this, but I'm around people that are living this and I see it. If you're just trusting on your job, it's just not enough. Even if it's enough now, it will not be enough 20, 30, 40 years from now. It will not be enough when you can no longer work. Very, very few jobs offer pensions. These people are in their 60s and 70s and their jobs didn't even offer pensions. It's very, very rare now for a job to pay you a monthly salary after you retire. You're only going to have your savings. You're only going to have what you've specifically put into a retirement account. And best case scenario, Social Security. But y'all, that's just not very much. But even right now, instead of, you know, it's hard for people to think 20, 30 years from now. And I get it because sometimes it's hard for me. But even if you're not thinking that far away, guys, if you can't work right now, 
because of the coronavirus and our social distancing and quarantining. This is a great time to sit at home and think about how you can diversify your income. You've got to look at skills that you have and you've got to market yourself. You've got to brand yourself. You don't even have to go that far. If you're someone that doesn't want to be out there in the public, there's always something you can do from the privacy of your own home that brings in income. Even my niece who's only 20 years old, she's been looking at the possibility of doing YouTube videos. She's uh, made homemade facial masks, not skincare masks, but actually the type of masks you wear to cover your nose and mouth when you're sick, medical grade masks. Her and her mother have been making those. She's been posting videos about how to properly put the mask on your face, the importance of wearing a mask. And she's just starting out, but she's in school to be a nurse. Nurses are paid what society says well, but even she knows that she needs to do more. And she hasn't even gotten into the industry yet. Two of my older sisters, they're looking at retiring from their jobs. They're still really young, but they started their jobs so young. But they're looking at retiring and they're already thinking about what they want to do for their next source of income. Like, it's real. Like, if you don't have anything else, it won't be enough. So my point is this, use what you have. I talk about this a lot. I think I even did a podcast that said, use what you have. People are staring at their phones. People are focused on their phones. If you have a product, if you can do hair, if you can make wigs, do nails, if you can cook, or if you're good with children, if you're good at public speaking, if you are an excellent closet organizer or really good at cleaning, man, anything, just throw up an Instagram page, throw up a Facebook page, buy you a little $10 domain from GoDaddy and start now, start now. You still have your main source of income. Nobody's telling anybody to quit their jobs. I will never tell you to do that. I quit mine because I had some other things that I wanted to do. And my goal has always been self-employment, but that doesn't have to be your goal. You could still be the best full-time employee. You could be the best employee, the hardest worker at your nine to five, and you can still do a little something on the side. If you like cosmetics, you can show people how to do their makeup. You could charge for doing people's makeup. You can even start a cosmetics line. Like this stuff does not take a lot. A lot of people hate network marketing. When I had my credit repair business, that was network marketing. Guys, I made the most money in my business during Hurricane Harvey a couple years ago. A couple years ago, I could not work because I couldn't get to my job. Plus, I was here taking care of my dad during Hurricane Harvey. I promoted the bejesus out of my credit restoration business. I promoted it all day. I talked to clients, got people set up, and I made a lot of money during that time. And that's network marketing. The great thing about network marketing is anyone can do it. It doesn't take talent. It doesn't take skill. It does take you following a system and people downplay the fact that it takes hard work. And most people just don't want to work hard. I sometimes don't even want to work hard. 
you know, right before I start working my life insurance business for the day, I wanted to just chill in the bed a little bit, browse social media. I said, start, get up. I said, activity is what breeds income. Activity, activity, activity. Just doing something small that's going to put you in the direction of your goals. So I said, you know what? It's the coronavirus. So many people are sitting at home. Let me go ahead and do a podcast because this has actually just been on my mind. And that's really the reason. If you just want to have a really comfortable, chill life, you just want to do the minimum, you will pay for it. You will pay for it in the future. I promise you guys. There's just no other way around it. And no one wants to just give that tough wisdom. No one wants to give that tough advice. I love, love, love being around older people. One, because they love to share things that they've learned. Two, because you can just learn from their lifestyle. Like, man, it's crazy. I've talked to people who made a lot of money when they were in their 20s and 30s. They don't make any of that now. They don't make any of it now because no one told them that they needed to prepare for the future. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it, but one reason I love working with the older generation is because it reminds me of my father and I always feel like I'm close to him when I'm working with people that's his age. But I just think about how like he was determined to pay his house off and keep it and keep it when everyone else was all his peers were moving to Paraland and moving to Missouri City. Y'all, these are suburbs in Houston that a lot of people move to once they leave the hood. When everybody was moving to Katy, and I remember him even telling me that some of his friends and stuff at church would say, why are you still living in that house? It's time to get you something new. And he stayed. And he was like, why would I leave a house that's paid off for to go pay mortgage somewhere else? And y'all, like... About four or five years before my dad passed, he actually had him a girlfriend. She was like in her late 50s. They'd be going out on these dates and stuff, having a good time. She asked him about buying a house. And he was like, I'm in my 70s. I'm not about to buy a house. I'll never pay that house off. And I remember when I was younger and I didn't quite understand the importance of thinking ahead. I always thought to myself, why did my dad move out? Why didn't he get him another home? But he knew, my dad knew that in his line of work as a self-employed landscaper, he was only going to get Social Security when he retired. And my dad worked pretty much up until the end. He worked a day before he had his stroke. He died about a year and a half to two years or so after the stroke. So my dad had Social Security, plus he was still working about 20 hours a week and was doing pretty decent because his expenses were so low. The reason why his expenses were so low is because he had a paid off house. He didn't care about saying that he lived in the suburbs. He didn't care about that. He cared about being able to take care of himself, be able to live within his means, and also be able to leave a legacy. And I'm going to talk about that more in a future podcast, but that's what he cared about. He didn't care about what anybody thought of him, what anybody said about him. He didn't care about trying to present that he had wealth and present that he had money. He cared about money in the bank. He cared about living under his means, keeping his expenses low. 
And man, I'm telling you, that was the absolute best lesson that he could have taught me. And I didn't know the importance of it until I'm selling final expense policies to people in their 60s and 70s, and they don't have any money in the bank. Everything that goes out comes. Everything that comes in goes out. Life insurance is really, really affordable, especially if you just need a final expense policy. Y'all, they have a hard time coming up with $35, $40, $45 just to take care of their funeral arrangements, just to take care of their cremation. And they don't have that money saved up. And their children, a lot of their children are my ages. They don't have, I didn't have the money saved up to bury my dad if he didn't have that taken care of. Well, I didn't have it. And when I'm talking to a lot of these elders and they're saying, well, I'm sure my son will be able to take care of it. They will not. They don't have ten dollars to $15,000. They do not have it. If they don't have it now, they won't have it 10 years from now because history tends to repeat itself. So y'all, diversify. Diversify. Do something else. Your job is not enough. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. It's not enough. Even though I have my business and I have a couple ways to make income within the business, I'm still looking at other things that I can do because I'm young, I'm healthy. As far as I know, I'm energetic. Now is the time. The older you get, the harder it is to make a change. One of my friends texted me for my job at Geico. I think she's like 26 years old. Yeah, 26. And she asked me how I was doing. I said, I was great. You know, starting my own business is a challenge, but I absolutely love it. And I asked her how she was doing. She was like, I'm just sitting here stressed out about this lame job. I'm thinking to myself, and I didn't say anything because I had this conversation with her before. I'm like, girl, you're only 26 years old. Like, why are you choosing to let a job that you don't even like stress you out? And why aren't you doing something about it? But a lot of times we're not open to constructive criticism. But anyway, guys, that's it for today. I need to get going. This is actually a late start for me. I have families to protect. We've been so busy with so many people reaching out about protecting their families with life insurance because they realize that, man, no time is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. And especially when you're older and you're susceptible to illness and you can't fight things like you could when you were younger and healthier, you get concerned. So guys, I specialize in the senior market. A lot of young people have reached out to me about life insurance. I'm a, the senior market girl. I love older people and I like servicing them and I'm a specialist in products for them. So if your mother, your grandmother, anybody over 60 needs coverage in the state of Texas, reach out to me. If they're in another state, I have people that I can recommend you to. I'm not licensed in any other states right now, but Texas. But if you have any questions about anything financial related, I'm not a guru. That's why this podcast is called What the Finance I'm Learning. But let's learn together. Together, let's network. Again, you can always find me on social media at the star S-T-A-R-R Washington. And let's go from there. But guys, diversify. Don't hold yourself back. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Advice we've been hearing for years. Let this worldwide pandemic show the reason why you can't. All right. Stay tuned. Thanks, guys.